Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Katerina Kormas, certified mindset and confidence coach and believer that everything you dream of creating in your life is possible for you. This podcast is so much more than about being an entrepreneur. It's about being the woman who unapologetically and fearlessly goes out after what she desires. This is where you shift your mindset, your beliefs, and your perspectives and ignite your confidence so you can transform your life and business. This podcast is all about living life your own way, deeply connecting to your own intuition and leading yourself to success. This is where you become an energetic match for all that you desire in your life and business. Your wildest dreams and fulfilling life are waiting for you, and I'm so grateful to be able to guide you along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Grab your favorite hot beverage, your headphones, and a journal, and let's jump in. All right. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am super excited to welcome on Janelle Hosking. Uh, She is a career and business confidence coach from New Zealand. She supports women to cultivate confidence so they can take charge of their financial futures and life fulfillment. She hosts her own podcast, which is fabulous. I love listening to it. It's called Get Confident with Janelle Hosking. Uh, She leads women's circles and she hosts trainings in addition to supporting women one-on-one to gain confidence in their career. So welcome, Janelle. Hello, beautiful lady. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, me too. I feel like we have so much in common. (laughs) And I love that every time we chat, we can just talk and talk and talk for so long. So I feel like we're actually building a friendship here too, which is great. I know. I love that. And then one, one of my favorite countries, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come visit you just so I can go to New Zealand. <laughs> that would be a dream. I, I, I've i made quite a few friends, you know, overseas and I'm slowly putting little pins on my world map in my mind of all the places I have to go now so I can meet all my new friends in person and actually give real hugs. You know, how nice would that be? That is so awesome. What a great bucket list. <laughs> It's like meetups, <laughs> the year of meetups around the world. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It is. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's a great thing to like, like document and show and how fun. Oh my gosh. All those memories. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk confidence. So first tell us a little bit about your journey because you had a similar journey in terms of like you work nine to five and yeah. you- we're out there discovering you wanted to go out on your own. What does that look like? So share a little bit about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I worked in as an employee, yeah, uh, for the first 10 years of my career. Initially in corporate, I worked in media in New Zealand's biggest media company. Um, so I was very grateful for the first few years of my career to get really outside of my comfort zone. And I also uh, worked in a company that had so many different roles and different opportunities So it's great for the type of person that I am. I'm somebody who gets bored really easily. And I've actually had an employer say that to me in a job interview before. He was like, you know, I I read your personality profile and you get bored really easily. What are you going to do about that? And I said, well, what are you going to do about that? 
Oh, you know, like that's up to you. that's up to you to keep me interested and to keep me here. You know, that's not on me. That's on you. I love that. Turn it. I out. got the job. <laughs> yeah, I got the job. <laughs> and you challenged him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, lots of fun experiences. Those first ten years. Um, I I very much am a person who sets my eye on something, on a goal that I'm trying to achieve, and I do anything and everything I can to make it happen. I really struggle when people tell me no. So when I have ideas, um, I guess, of ways to drive the the company forward or ways to help more people um, and share those, get told no, I, I really would struggle with that. And, you know, over those 10 years, it was probably about halfway through that I realized I and I don't like this. I don't like my career and even my life being dictated by somebody else and where I also struggled was the fact that most of them were like middle-aged white men who it's it's always been done this way Janelle you know no you can't do that and I say why and it's like well that's just not how we do things here and I'm thinking the world has changed why can't you or why can't we change and evolve too And so I just kept getting met with, you know, with no's or with all these little frustrations. And that kind of like lit this fire inside of me, this fire inside of me to figure out, well, Janelle, if this isn't the life for you, then what is? And so I went on this little um, like explorative journey, as you kind of alluded to in the beginning. And I gave myself a few years, I gave myself one year actually to get out of that job in particular. I had a career in radio and I was a breakfast announcer. Like that, that to most people is the dream. That is the dream job. I used to dream of doing that as a kid. I would have my microphone (laughs) with my kit, my radio and I'd be the DJ like in the morning and introducing you know, different music. <laughs> yeah, literally I, I did, I did the same. And, you know, so it really was a dream to get to the point where I had achieved that goal. And I guess like done the thing that the little girl inside of me, Janelle really wanted me to do, but it actually wasn't the thing that I was meant for, you know, I was meant for something different and I was meant for so much more. So I, um, which I guess Did your a lot of ex- podcast wound up being that part of you that loved that, but now you get to express it in your way doing exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. When I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I left radio in 2017 and I knew pretty much instantly that I wanted to start a podcast because I love this medium. I love voice. I love, you know, talking and the fact that I'm very much a, I guess a multitasker, that you can, you know, be doing something, be driving, be in the garden, be cooking a meal and be listening to a podcast at the same time and learning and and growing yourself. So I really wanted to do that, but I actually held off because I wanted to make sure that I was going to talk about something that was really meaningful to me. And so I just allowed that to kind of ruminate in my mind. And I didn't even start my podcast until the start of 2022. So it was a solid five years of just growing and evolving. And that was the next five years of my professional career, essentially, that I just spent exploring and learning. I got into, um, 
helping entrepreneurs developing their own businesses. I delivered a lot of workshops, did a lot of mentoring. And that was really awesome to be doing that for a job. And then I stepped into a startup where I was the sales and marketing manager, I guess. Um, it was only a two-person team. So who was I managing? I don't know, but that was the role. <laughs> and um, I had two years of on-the-ground experience hustling every single day for this startup that had massive dreams, massive ambitions. And I was using that as my opportunity to, I guess, apply all the things that I had been learning for the past few years and sharing and advising other people in my previous role with, you know, helping with entrepreneurial development. Now I was actually able to put it all into practice, which then helped me in this position I am now in 2023, as I've gone, I've just hit the one year mark of self-employment. And I, again, am helping people who are starting their own businesses or really in that transition phase from employee to being self-employed. And I'm guiding them and supporting them. But it's funny because it's, I would say, what I say now compared to what I said five years ago when it was my job to do so is a bit different now that I have my own real lived experience, whereas before it was just kind of what I was being told to share. So um, it's it's amazing to be able to help people to, um, I guess, do all the things that I have done, you know, had this career that I thought was going to be the thing and didn't really give me that. And I thought, I don't want to spend the next 20, 30 years in the same place because yeah. I could, like I said before, that company had so many different roles that I could live a whole career in that one company and just transition between different departments essentially as I, I guess, grew and my life phases changed. But I knew that that wasn't going to be enough. That wasn't going to feel that fire that was inside of me. And I didn't want to become a resentful person. I didn't, didn't want to wake up one day being like, man, is this it? Like, is this my life? And yeah. so now every day I get to help other people who feel that way mm-hmm. to transition out of that and to change that for themselves. And it's so fulfilling and empowering. Yeah. And exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you touched on such a good point that a lot of the corporate world, you can't have the creative freedom. And mm-hmm. it's so frustrating. I worked in nonprofit fundraising and I'm, yes. I was not a rule follower. And in nonprofit fundraising, I call them very fear-based organizations. Like, oh, don't rock the boat because we have to make sure to make money. And it's like, well, just oh, because God. it worked this way for so long doesn't mean another way is not going to work. It could work better. And they're like, no, 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 no. And it's like, no, but I want to do it this way because I, I know this is going to work. And I was always like, I always had to ask for forgiveness because I'd be like, I'm going to do it my way anyway. And then it like mm-hmm. turned into like whole turmoil of like, oh, she did it her way and now we're in trouble and she wasn't supposed to. But but I couldn't, you know, when you know something can work better in a certain way and you're not the boss and you're not allowed, you have to ask permission all the time. It's very stifling. It is. And that's literally my advice to people is if you have an idea or something that you, you know, broach management about and you get told no, do it anyway, but do it in the the least possible or I guess the smallest possible iteration yeah. until then you've got some traction and people actually start seeing, whoa, what's, what's happening over here? Then you can go a little bit bigger once you get some extra resources. But I advise that to everyone that just like you, that's exactly what I've done every single time someone tells me no, I say, 
middle fingers up to you. I'm going to do it anyway, <laughs> but in a slightly different way without your resources. And they end up loving it. And, you know, they end up coming, coming to you and be like, okay, cool. Let's actually adopt this, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But then what a journey. <laughs> what a journey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting. I think sometimes I um, think to, I guess back when I was quite young, being really driven. Like I came home from school one day, seventeen years old, turned around to my parents. I said, "I'm quitting school, and I'm going to study radio." And they said, "No, you're not, you now." And again, exactly what we've been talking about. They said, "No." I said, "You can't, like I'm doing this," <laughs> and I went and applied, and I got in, and I left school, and I was still living at home, and I was you know, first day of Polytech, first day of studying radio, my parents are like that girl, like we told her no and look at her, she's doing it anyway. But <laughs> I got a, I got a, um, I, I feel like I got a whole career out of it, even though it was only like, you know, six years of my life. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a once in a lifetime experience that I just had to experience or else I wouldn't be where I am today. It's so funny. I watched a TV show years ago and her dream was to be a teacher, but she had never done it. She got married. She had kids. She was a stay-at-home mom. And she gets this opportunity to become a teacher. She becomes a teacher. And it's like, after the first day of school, her husband goes to her and he goes, so how, you know, are you going to do this forever? And she goes, no, 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 I did it. I, I, it was great. I experienced it. It was my lifelong dream. I don't need to do it again. <laughs> and it's just so funny. It's like, oh, you know, you do it. You dream of it. You get the chance to do it for however long. And it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be ever it can just be the dream for the moment yeah and I think we get really caught up on that we get really caught up on this idea that everything has to be forever and maybe it comes from the generations above us that did traditionally stay on one company, they did. A company yeah ever. And, yeah Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and again, the world's changed. We've changed. And so I try really hard to help clients to not think of this next move or this thing that they're, they're curious about as the forever. It's like, hey, this is what's making your heart sing right now. Step into it. You know, I had thought in the beginning that radio might be my forever, but I was also very open to what could come from it. And I never would have imagined or being able to, I guess, foresee how my life would have actually turned out. But it wouldn't have turned out this way if I hadn't have taken that first step. So we need to be easier on ourselves. We need to be kinder to ourselves. When we are sitting at our desk one day, looking around us thinking, is this my life? I I do not enjoy this. Just like I thought I, thought I would enjoy it forever. And that's okay. We don't know how we are going to change. We don't know how life is going to change or change things for us. We just have to be willing to be like, okay, cool. Clearly I'm not enjoying this anymore. I want to gracefully close this door. What's next? Yeah. I think we get so attached to the outcome. We get so attached to the dream and the vision, but the vision is just a representation of what we desire to experience and feel. Mm -hmm. And I, I see like with entrepreneurs like, okay, this is how I want my business to look. And this is how I want, you know, this is how I want to do it. And then they start to take the steps and they feel like they have to stay so committed, even though they start to do it and experience it. And they're like, oh, I don't really like this. This isn't working. This is really hard. This isn't what I want. And they're not, mm -hmm. they don't want to let go of it because they've held on to it for so long. And they're like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I'm a failure if I have gotten this far and I decide to change my mind and mm -hmm. yet it doesn't leave room for something that might be better for them. Mm -hmm. that they can 
Yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to our identity. You know, we are so good at tying our identity to our career Mm. or to maybe our business or this idea that we've had for so long. We get so intertwined in it. And that's literally what I had to do is, well, who am I without radio? And we have to, I guess, dissolve or um, disconnect that career that we had from our identity and figure out, well, who am I without it? And then that then will allow us to, I guess, reconnect again and find that new opportunity or that next career path, that first business or whatever it is that's going to, you know, light us up for the next one, five, 10, 20 years. We don't actually know. But if we can allow ourselves the realization of actually, I know why I'm so stuck here, because I feel like I am nothing without what I have right now. I am nothing without this hat of being an accountant or, you know, working at a nonprofit. But the reality is that's not true. That's just an identity I've made for myself. And if I can let that go, then that's going to be easier for me to move on. Wow. That's so powerful. So true, but so powerful because we do, right? If you think about when you meet somebody, the first question you ask somebody is like, what do you do? Oh, I hate (laughs) that. I hate that. Do you know what I say? When I meet people, I say, what makes you happy? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I say like, what, what fills your heart right now? And I know they sound like really cheesy questions. And especially it's quite funny if I'm talking to like a male or something at a networking event, but I'm like, stuff it. Like they will not forget meeting me if I ask them this question. (laughs) It's so weird that how did we get to the point where we identify with what we actually do to make money? I guess that's a good way to say it, right? We're identifying Mm -hmm. with the thing that we do to make money, but we do mm-hmm. so many other things. We have so many other passions and so many other layers. And I, 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 you know, our topic for today was going to, I love to, I love ha- hosting a podcast where we let the conversation flow. Sorry. This actually had me thinking, you know, we had talked about, you know, transitioning from nine to five to entrepreneurship and how hard it is in terms of your confidence, because you go from Mm -hmm. something where you were, you had this idea of what you wanted to do for a career. And when you find the job description, you have these check boxes of like all these skills you need to do all of these pieces you need to do that job. And then you get into the job and you're like, okay, these are your responsibilities. This is what you need to do. And then Mm -hmm. you get like stifled in that box. And you're like, I have the nudge to do something I really enjoy doing great. And then all of a sudden you're free. And in your brain, you're like, well, there's no job description for this. There's no how to Mm -hmm. for this. And you automatically say, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is like, we have lost our identity, right? We become the like cubicle rat. We're just like in the cubicle, doing the thing. This is who I am. Maybe I have some fun on the weekend, but you're not, you're only using like this small amount of skills in a nine to five Mm -hmm. job. You're not really Mm -hmm. using the breath of who you are you're not actually mm-hmm. growing and evolving and learning new things where you get into entrepreneurship and it's like you can learn anything right now like you're gonna learn so much about yourself in the first moment of stepping your foot into it um but they're most entrepreneurs have this lack of confidence because they don't know themselves well they're so used to hearing everybody else tell them what to do uh how it should be done they don't hear their own voice. They don't trust their own intuition. Mm -hmm. 
right? They've lost their identity. And it's like, how do you create that identity now as an entrepreneur? How do you ignite that, all that stuff in you that's going to give you the confidence and trust yourself and trust your intuition? Um, so it's kind of like the greatest segue that we just, <laughs> went into because I think we've all experienced that, right? Like, Mm-hmm. I have the desire for something more. I want to use these skills. I started the business because I want to impact these people by using these skills, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to do it because I've never done that before. And mm-hmm. now you're looking at everybody else and they look like they know how to, they're doing how to do it. And they're so confident. And what's wrong with me? You know, that mindset spiral, you start going down. <laughs> There's also a whole lot more as well, right? Like lots of people start a business because they have a skill that they want to utilize or they want to do more of. But the reality is as a business owner, it's not just the skill. You have to do accounting. You have to, you know, look after all the finances. You have to do marketing. You actually have to find customers or clients who want to buy from you in order for you to be able to utilize that skill that you have. You have to, you know, be doing promotion or you have to be following up on um potential customers or leads and um jumping on podcasts like be a copywriter and a graphic designer (laughs) (laughs) you have to write your own bio for podcast episodes and it's hard like you know so that I think that is a big um Mm-hmm. Part of the transition is realizing, or even maybe before stepping into it, acknowledging, hey, I do have this skill and I have this thing that's on my heart that I really want to do more of, but it's not just that. There's, there's in terms of if I do decide to start a business with this, there is a whole lot more that goes into it. And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that to allow you to, I guess, have your eyes wide open to it. And these are things that aren't, that hard to learn you know we we are so lucky right now we have the internet that can help us um to do so many things I have a client right now who I'm doing quite a lot of cash flow stuff with her and you know I was jumping on Google trying to find formulas for making um I guess helping some some automatic responses inside this Google spreadsheet and how amazing now I only had to spend maybe an hour trying to figure that out and it's now all in there. So every time she has a new client come in or she's forecasting her month ahead, she just has to plug in the ones and the twos and then it spits out the answer for you. So there's so much more involved in business than just you using your skill, but you can get excited and inspired by that. And also the people that you meet along the way, you know, if you know, that the dollars and cents is not your thing. You can decide from day one, I'm going to budget to have an accountant who is helping me from day one, you know? And and that way, I don't actually have to worry so much about that part. And maybe you, you sign up to the package where every month they call you and they say, hey, we're actually a little bit down this month. Or, wow, you had an epic month this month. So you always know actually where you're tracking. Um, myself, I love love the dollars and cents yeah. so I'm all across it like I probably I still pay my accountant but I think I do more than what my accountant like I I do more of the stuff that I'm actually paying my accountant to do so I might need to revisit that <laughs> <laughs> but but you know that that's something to be aware of when you're when you're transitioning and something you said um as, as part of I guess the the setup of the topic for today was around when you're in your job, you're in your cubicle, you've got your job description and you obviously the entire identity to that. But what we also do is there is safety in that. 
that job description, the, the key tasks that we know we have to do each day or each week or each month to be successful in our job, to not have the boss call us in for a disciplinary, that creates safety for us. We know the parameters of what's required. And then when it comes to working for ourselves, we think, well, crap, I, I don't have these yet. And so my advice is set them up for yourself as soon as you can. So you know that as an entrepreneur, you have creative license, you have freedom to do what you want. And if you can give yourself a sense of safety, give yourself a sense of key tasks that you require of yourself every week at a minimum, then that's also going to help you just in that transition period. So it's not so like you've still got the freedom, but you've also created that safety for yourself too. So at the start of my business journey, stepping out of an employee into a business owner, I decided, you know, I want to have Fridays off. I want to be able to work on my lifestyle block on Fridays. So Imagine going from being an employee who works all the freaking time whenever she's required to now deciding as a the freedoms of a business owner, actually, I want Fridays off. I obviously have to now set some parameters, set some boundaries to make sure that I don't, I guess, have all of those doubts and the, the voices in my mind that make me feel guilty on a Friday. So I, I decide to answer my phone or answer my emails or, or do some work anyway. But then I also have to plan on the front end to get everything I need done Monday to Thursday so that I actually can have that Friday. And so what that looks like for me, just to give some context, is I do one podcast episode every week. I do one email to my newsletter every single week. I would love to post on socials every single day. <laughs> Don't do it. Probably do it three times a week. But that, you know, that's a requirement of myself. Janelle posts five times a week on socials. Then I also obviously have my client sessions. I have admin around that, making sure they're scheduled in, they're doing their homework, they're paying their, their bills, that kind of thing. Um, and then I also have things like this, like get on podcasts. So essentially what I build for myself is my minimum requirements every week. And then I have an estimation of how much time that should take me within the week. And then I go and put it in my calendar. So I know on Monday, my whole week is laid out. And I know that by Thursday afternoon, if I've stuck to that calendar, everything should be done. There should be money coming into the business. My clients should be happy. And I feel safe enough to go and have my Friday off and utilize the freedom that being an entrepreneur brings me. I love that. I love that because you're basically creating a job description for yourself. Yeah, we have to. Setting the deadlines. I mean, it is a, mm -hmm. it's a business. It's, it's not a hobby. It's, um, and I think, you know, me, when I came from a nine to five, I was an event planner and a fundraiser. So there was a lot of spreadsheets. It was a lot of deadlines. It was a lot of timelines. There was, I mean, <laughs> everything was so like masculine energy structured. Yeah. And I, I was so burned out from that. The first few years, I wasn't really successful in business only because if somebody mentioned anything that had to do with structure, I literally <laughs> would shut down. I'd be like, yeah. I no spreadsheets. I cannot, no schedules the idea of it made me crazy. And mm. I'm like, but then I don't have the freedom that I want in my business. 
And it took me years to realize, oh, wait, structure gives me freedom. Because if I structure it in mm-hmm. and I time block it in and I get all the emails done for the month and all the posts done for the month and all the, like, then I have, it's, and honestly, it's how corporate actually worked. If you really thought about it, I never worked fully for eight hours. I want my stuff in the first two hours and I'd be like, Facebook, let me go for a long lunch. Let me clean off my desk. I'll do, I'll answer Mm -hmm. a few emails, but like Mm -hmm. you never really ever worked eight hours in your nine to five job. Absolutely. And so in your business, just because I think there's a hard uh, mindset shift of I need need to be at a desk working for Mm -hmm. eight hours because that was to to earn value. Mm. That's how we like, that's how they valued our work. That's how they monetized it. And it's like, well, if I'm not doing that, if I get everything done in one day Mm. and then I have the rest of the week, something's wrong. I, it's not, I can't be successful. I, you know, whatever, all that, that confidence kind of dips a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I so hear you. And I love that you've taken it that whole extra layer in terms of like going me, I plan out my week. First you say, stop that. First of the month, I'm doing my whole month. I'm planning my whole month and that is incredible and that because my partner and I plan on starting a family in the next 12 months that's what I'll be transitioning to as well so the thing I love about what you said being an employee never actually doing your eight hours I say now openly I am the worst employee because I never like I never did my full eight hours I was always busy and I was always working but I was always jamming my own stuff in there too you know Mm -hmm. I wasn't just working for the business but that is a tip as well if you do have the freedom where there is a little bit of time throughout your work day that you could be maybe planning or learning some of those different areas that I shared earlier while you're getting paid why not yeah and I know you know potentially there's a little bit of an ethics thing that comes in there but the reality is as we've just realized we're never doing an actual eight hours anyway so instead of spending that time on Facebook or doing some other twiddling your thumbs why don't you use it to actually learn to give you some skills that you know you're going to need as you step into business I love that I love that I used to do things on my lunch hour I'd go I did work with my coach door. I'd sit in my car and work with my coach during the lunch hour. Yes. I'd write my blogs and then like, yeah. you know, my breaks always, always. Yeah. One of my really good friends and she was probably my first mentor in radio. Actually. She said to me, Janelle, you have to make your work work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you work for your work, you know, and you get money in return, but you also have to make your work work for you. And she taught me that when I was 18 years old. And so I think that was where I started to be the worst employee because (laughs) I've always made my work work for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, I think it really was an eye-opener when, you know, the pandemic happened and people started working from home. And they started to realize without the distractions of the office, because I would sit in somebody else's office and chat for like an hour, like about like, like, then you're all of a sudden you're at home and there's no distractions. You're like, well, okay, I finished everything in three hours. I can go clean my house. I can watch a movie while I'm still logged in online. Like I could do all these things and still be productive. Um, Yeah. 
and and it's the same in business. You can you get to choose how many hours you work. And I'm learning now. I've set up. Mm. Um, I was always on that content creation, uh, always marketing, mm. always creating new content. Mm. And I just set up a repurposing uh, yeah. schedule in Asana. Okay, I'm yeah. doing this post. Well, in six months. It's now scheduled to post again in six months. Girl, mm, we need to talk about that after this. I am so taking that from you. And what what I do with my week is I only see my client one day a week. So essentially, I batch all my clients one day per week. So I mentally tell myself, Janelle, you make your money, you you serve your mission, and you, you help your, you know, you do your soul's work one day a week. And the other four or the other three, if I'm taking Fridays off, which I do during the summer, not during the winter, um, then those days are marketing, promotion, like sales or any of the other kind of back-end stuff. At the moment, I'm um, signing up to do speaking, to do workshops um, at other people's events and conferences and stuff. So, you know, the, the I guess for me, structuring my week in a way where I don't have to stop in the middle of tasks to do a client session which requires a whole different mindset and a whole different um I guess level of commitment and presence from me to be there completely for that client so I have just dedicated from day one of leaving my employment and and starting to get clients I say cool my client days a Tuesday I have this time available does that suit you and to this day touch wood it has worked for every single person I love it no one no one has told me like no that day or that time doesn't work yep Tuesdays are my coaching day I just had to add Wednesday evenings because I had too many clients for Tuesday that's a good problem to have like not burn myself out because I don't like to do too many because it is Mm. a lot of me uh, it takes yeah, a lot more effort for is. me. Um, yeah, yeah, time. for sure. And uh, and mm-hmm. I'm an introvert too, so so I need I'm, I'm, time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm right on the borderline. I'm like 51 percent extrovert, 49 percent introvert. So I'm right on the line. So what I do is for my it's also Tuesdays right now. However, I am planning on transitioning to Thursdays, um, but. I do two sessions back to back with a five minute break in between. And then I have 30 minutes to myself, two sessions, 30 minutes. And so I do that for the day. But then what I've now had to be really strict on myself about is Janelle in that half an hour, you're not doing tasks. You're not doing emails. You're not trying to pick up something else. No, it's like you are, you are chilling. Maybe you're meditating. Maybe you're just like going to the bathroom, maybe make yourself a hot drink, but it is not, it can't be anything that takes your brain because your brain needs to be in these client sessions. Hmm. I think this is such a great conversation because it really shows like, you really do get to build your business your way. And I think it's hard when you're starting out because you are looking for that blueprint. And I think a lot of us fall into that trap of somebody else's has results I want. So I want to take how they do it. And I want to take how they do it. And you start to like, well, I need to do it that way because this she's showing that this is the way that's how she made her money. And this is the way she structured. And this is how she makes her money. And this is how she's, and all of a sudden you're like, you've kind of lost your own way and you're, you're not building your business your way. And I think it's, it's important. Like I say this all the time. I think it's funny, you know, every client I work with, right. They want to get into business 
freedom-based business, right? Freedom mm-hmm. financially, freedom mm-hmm. creativity, cre- creativity, creativity, you know, time, freedom, all of that. And then all of a sudden they build this business where they're doing things that other people are doing. So they're taking away their own creativity. They're stifling how their money comes in. You know, they're, they're working all the time. So they're not having the time freedom that they desire. And all of a sudden it's not the business they really dreamed of building because they were like, Oh, I don't think I know how to do this. I don't, I don't trust that. Like, how do I know this is going to work? Or, oh my gosh, I got to take, fr- I, I want to take Fridays off, but oh, but that I can't because I got to throw everything at the wall in order to make it work. And like, we yeah. lose that trust that like, if you put the effort in Monday through Thursday, it's going to work because mm-hmm. you put so much effort in. But there mm-hmm. is that like, um, I guess a, a, not trusting or not listening to your intuition in order to build it your way. And all of a sudden you've taken other people's cookie cutter approaches and mashed together this like hodgepodge business that doesn't always feel easeful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in my early stages, while I was um, employed and starting doing business on the side, I definitely did that. And I think we are really lucky that we can have the ability to look at what others have done or, you know, find our idols and I guess use them as inspiration to show us it is possible. But what I've always said to people is find someone. So just find one person and well, actually, first of all, find a few people, see what they're doing, see how they have made their money or, you know, reverse engineer their business model essentially. And then from there, what you can do is just have a look or or have a gut feel and be like, what out of these, if any, do I like? And then you could give yourself a one-page business plan. That's essentially all that's doing is that's creating that safety for you. That's creating those boundaries and those parameters for you where you say, hey, for the next three, maybe three to six months, I'm going to trial this. And so you could do that completely on your own. If you've already been learning business skills and you already know different business models, you don't, you know, you could just put it together totally on your own. But I I definitely have used this model of looking at people who I admire, who I aspire to be like, who also have lifestyle businesses that I want to have. And I've kind of reverse engineered how they got there. And I've found for me, well, what, what do I like? But also what is going to get me to the minimum of what I need to survive each week the quickest? Yeah. Because I know that when you're starting a business, like you said before, it is a business. It has to make money. And how incredible that you get to make money while helping people, while transforming lives in whatever way, shape, or form that looks like for you, for me, that is career um, and business coaching, right? And so I looked at all of these different people who I loved and admired online and all of the different like values and mindsets that I'd learned off them over the years. And I thought, well, what out of these, one, feels good to me, but two, is going to help me be able to pay my 800 New Zealand dollar per week mortgage. Mm-hmm. Like my expenses, just just me, is a lot per week, I guess, for my age and all this kind of stuff. So then from there, 
you just choose whatever fits those categories, what aligns to your gut and what's actually going to help you to pay the bills faster. And then once you get there, like once you get to the point where you have that number of clients that you need or, you know, you have that many people coming to your seminars or, you know, buying your products and you're paying your weekly bills from that money, then you get to this next level of, well, shit, What's next? what next? Yeah. And that is so fun. I hit that level in February this year and I've allowed myself to sit there for the past few months just ruminating in my mind of like what what's next what do I want and so again going back to the fact that we're starting a family well I want to be working more with with groups of people because I'm I know I'm the reality is I'm going to have less time available so one-on-one which has been my past 12 months model which has been the quickest way that I can serve people and pay my mortgage that's not going to work in this next phase of my life and so we have the ability as entrepreneurs to allow ourselves the ages and stages the the what what worked for us in the first six to 12 months of business doesn't have to work for us moving forward or it can if you love it and it's working amazing increase your prices if you're adding more value or you know add a weekend retreat if you want to make more income a few months a year there's the possibilities are literally endless but going back to what you said choose one first I always have clients come to me and they say I want I want to do this and I want to change the world and I want to do seminars and I want to have one-on-ones and I want to do groups and just all this (laughs) stuff and I'm like dude no wonder why you haven't started yeah because you're trying to conceptualize too much before you've even proven to yourself that you can do one of those things and this to me is the key to confidence confidence does not come I don't believe there's something you can do first to give you confidence as in like there's no magic pill for confidence confidence comes when you start taking action and when you start proving to yourself and um I guess showing yourself that you're following through on that dream or that goal that you've created for yourself that is when you become more confident it's like going to the gym it's like you don't instantly feel fit on day one as you walk out of the gym but when you keep that would be going amazing you, if you did though imagine <laughs> you keep going you keep doing those reps soon soon enough you know three six nine twelve months later wow you feel so fit confidence is exactly the same it's a little bit every single day of taking action of moving one step closer and you just keep proving to yourself every day one little bit at a time that you can do it and so this journey of business is yeah you may want to change the world you may have a hundred different ways in which you want to get there but let's start with one and so that is how I chose the what feels good in my gut and what's actually going to help me pay my bills the fastest. And that's my method of how I choose where to start. I think that's so great. I know I did it wrong when I first started. And marketing, how do you do it? It doesn't just start like with one offer. You also have to start with just one place to show up. I started with a blog oh. and, Chris, and then Facebook and Facebook group and Instagram. And then it's like, you get to this point where you're like, well, which one do I drop? Because I've been doing it for so, whatever, you know? But like, mm. if you think about confidence... You're about when you're becoming an entrepreneur and you're doing something new, 
And your body and your nervous system is like, we've never done this before. This does not feel safe. There's no safety net here. I have no experience. There's no evidence that this is going to work. So when you embark on like, I'm going to do a membership, I'm going to do a group coaching, I'm going to do one-on-one, I'm going to sell a product. And then over here, you're like, well, I'm going to show up on Instagram, which I've never done before. And I'm and I've never done video, but I'm going to do video. And then I'm going to do posts. And then I'm going to do carousels. I'm going to do reels. You're literally sending your entire body into freak out mode. Because you you're are, sure. like, well, I, 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 I don't know how to do any of that. And then I have to learn all of this. And you never fully become the person that it becomes natural for because mm-hmm. you're you're constantly in every single moment you're dealing with the mindset demons and every yeah. single time you show up. So it's like, it's not as if like, oh, I show up on video. I feel a little bit more confident. I show up in video, feel better. I feel better. Oh, this is comes natural. It comes natural. Oh, now people are attracted to it. It's going. If you're in too many places, like I show up on video, nobody showed up. I'm going to send, I got to send, nobody's liking my thing on Instagram. And then nobody's like uh, reading my blog post. I'm going to go back to video, but I'm already freaked out because this didn't work over here. I'm going to try this again. Like you're just constantly, you never become that person that, it feels natural for, which means mm-hmm. that you're not really ever building your confidence. It's going to take 10 times, 20 times longer to build your confidence in any one good, you know, specific thing because yeah, exactly. you're constantly in the nothing feels comfortable. Nothing feels right for me. Nothing. I have no evidence that any of it works. I'm not giving it any time. Mm-hmm. And then you're just churning and you're churning and yeah. you're churning. Finding one wondering like oh it's been a year and I haven't made any money and uh yeah, that's not cool we don't we don't want that for you like I I probably did mine a little bit backwards as well in the sense that I the theory is you're supposed to go where your clients are so or where your customers are so if your customers are on Facebook go on Facebook yeah exactly whereas with me I was like I like Instagram so I'm going on Instagram And so for me, actually, I don't feel like Instagram has brought me, um, I don't think it's brought me one-on-one clients, but, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Me too. I I love it. And so it's almost like, um, exactly what you said. You, you choose a platform, but you, if you're open to it, choose the platform where you feel you're your clients are or your customers are, you know, you've done that research and that data um, and commit to that. But for me, I started with my podcast. And so January, 2022, pretty much for the whole year of 2022, I barely promoted my podcast, but I did an episode every single week. And so going back to before where I said about, you know, create these parameters for yourself. My parameter is one episode every single week. And that was for last year. While for half that year, I was still employed. So I didn't actually care how many people listened to it. I didn't actually care to promote it. What I cared about was proving to myself, Janelle, you can be consistent. You can commit to one thing every single week. And after 12 months of doing that, I believe, so much in my ability of consistency now to do a podcast episode every single week that this year I added, okay, let's at least do one promotional post, whether it's uh, just a picture, a carousel or a reel every week about the podcast. Just one. Love that. Yeah. So the, the, the ones is 
really important when you're starting out. Eras, you're right. You become overwhelmed and you get stressed out. You just feel like you're running on a hamster wheel. And you're not paying your bills. (laughs) But it's compounded actions, right? Like consistency is really about getting the train moving. And it's about, it becomes natural. And you don't have to think about it. And um, it becomes the new habit, the new habit. So I have not been consistent. This is where I set down the, like, I am going to be consistent. I want to get to two episodes a week. That's my goal. And the first first, um, few years of my podcast, were great. I did great interviews. Like, you know, great. I didn't care again. Like, I don't even know my numbers. I don't, I have no idea what my numbers are. I don't know how many people have listened, downloaded. I've got, I started getting clients last year for my podcast. I'm like, well, how did you find me? I had people like joining my Facebook group and they're like, we found you from the podcast. I'm like, well, how'd you find the podcast? Like we just searched and I'm like, all right, I, there, I have proven that it works somehow and I don't need to know how it works, (laughs) but it's building for me. This year has been, I love my podcast, but I I let life get in the way a lot of times. So I'll do 10 episodes and then like life gets in the way and I'm like, I'll put it on pause. And now I'm like, no, it works and I'm comfortable mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. And now you, 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 I've, I've proven to myself there's evidence, right? Now there's mm-hmm. evidence. I actually looked the other day and like somebody back in October wrote a review on it and I have no idea because I don't check my reviews either. And I'm like, okay, I, I had no idea, but it's like, <laughs> but you're right. Like you you have to prove it to yourself first before you, people will trust you or mm-hmm. you. and the only way to believe in yourself and feel confident is for you to keep showing up and you show up and you show up and you show up. And I think about it this way. You ever like follow somebody on Instagram or Facebook or even podcasts and all of a sudden they disappear and they don't put something out and you're like, I wonder what happened to that person. I and to them, life just happened and they don't realize I've been, you know, somebody's waiting for their like post or like yeah that they're gone and it's because the consistency you became Mm. a part of somebody's life life and and they're soaking up the information they want more from you and more from you and then Mm. they build a commitment and they build that that consistency of following you and that's how you Mm -hmm. build your business Mm -hmm. yeah I literally had one podcast that I used to listen to religiously back in 2016 and um, I would look every single week and out of nowhere they just stopped doing the episodes and then I also have um, another person who I I love everything she shares her name's Hayley Burkhead and um, she is just amazing in terms of systems around businesses getting things set up properly and um, organizational stuff and for a while she went dark and just didn't share episodes or even on Instagram for a really long time and I remember like habitually I would go and search for her podcast and on Instagram and there'd just be nothing new and I would be so sad you know (laughs) but I've never thought that maybe there's people out there that feel that way if I don't post or if I'm late doing my episode or things like that you know yeah I think that's the one important thing about entrepreneurship is to really get over not seeking outside validation because Mm -hmm. you every single client I've ever had I mean some of them have been people I've known but the people, the clients that I've had that have been like found me through my podcast or through my Facebook group or randomly found me in my website randomly, that's happened three times. Okay. I didn't know them. I didn't know they existed. I didn't mm-hmm. know that my website being out into the world was going to attract somebody 
in randomly, right? Like I didn't know, I thought I always had to promote my podcast. I didn't know people would find it randomly. I looked at my stats recently. I'm not kidding. My Google analytics, I never look at my Google analytics. It didn't work for a while. I reset it up. My highest performing blog posts are from 2017. (laughs) You don't realize like when you put things out there, they linger and somehow people find them. And Mm -hmm. I think but you can't wait for the outside validation because if I waited for people and I always looked at my Google, Google analytics or my podcast analytics or my Instagram analytics, I wouldn't show up anymore because they don't, mm-hmm. they don't actually tell the whole story. Most mm-hmm. of the people that eventually sign up for my master classes or boot camps or anything don't even like my posts. I find that mm-hmm. they followed me, but they're not liking, they're not commenting, they're not engaging in any way, shape or form, but they're signing. Oh up. yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I get barely any interaction on my posts on socials. I, I, every single episode, I'm like, DM me, tell me what you thought about this episode. And I barely ever get anyone DM me. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I do check my data. I am very much a data person. And like, I know there's people listening to the whole episode every single week. And so they're just passive listening. And I'm like, that's fine. You've got stuff on your life. That's cool. However, last week I got a message from a, a client turned friend, actually. Um, but we're not we're not doing any work together at the moment. And she's still listening to the podcast. She messaged me. She said, I absolutely love the guests that you have on this year. They have just been all so good and so such a big variety. And I just love it every single week. I really look forward to it. Thank you so much. And I said, thank you so much. Because here I am talking to myself having a guest on sometimes and I'm loving it and I'm thinking there is so much freaking value in here this can change so many people's lives but I never get a message being like I love that episode so for you to give me that feedback like thank you that actually means a lot yeah yeah you ever ever like write your emails and you're like hey reply and let me know and I'm like no I really want you to hear reply and let me know <laughs> yeah yeah every time like I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it <laughs> I think I wrote in one email, like, I really do answer my emails. Mm, <laughs> it's yeah. really good answers. <laughs> so for you listening at home, what you're learning from our conversation right now is that even the two of us who have been doing business for years, who have been creating content and sharing and adding value to people's lives for years, still don't get very much response. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, we don't get a lot of feedback. And so for you... That is good to know that if you start your business and if you start creating content and after three months, you haven't had anyone message you, that does not mean stop. That does not mean no one is listening. Keep going. That is not the right indicator. Yeah. It's not the measure for success. It's not. It's so interesting. It's not the measure for success and it doesn't mean, has absolutely no meaning on whether you're putting good stuff out or not. It has literally no meaning whatsoever. It just Mm -hmm. means it's working behind the scenes. It's working yeah. behind the scenes. If you have the train going, just keep going, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. As long mm-hmm. as you're enjoying it. I think that's the important part. Oh, Business yeah. is a part of your life. Make it something you're enjoying. Like I think a lot of people are like, well, I want to start my business because I want to enjoy my life and I want the time freedom and all this stuff, but they're waiting for it to all come together. To be like, when it's I not going goal, to have this no. money, it's really no enjoy it now. Like I love my podcast. I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. I love right. I love writing my emails. I love writing my emails. I'm going to keep doing it. And that's what I feel like. If you want to feel confident, do the things that you love and you're passionate about in your business. 
yeah. because doing what you love it like it's like you're leaning on your own confidence around those skills absolutely I literally just did a content piece yesterday I was staring at my screen for like 45 minutes <laughs> and my brain just did not like it did not compute and I was struggling and I actually closed it and I was like oh stuff it it's not working I'm, I'm not going to do any content today and then out of nowhere I literally had this inspiration because of that moment and so what I did is I created this graphic and it was a stop doing list mm. and it says stop making excuses for why I can't have what I want Stop creating distractions and telling myself I need to finish or sort these things first. Stop replaying stories of why I'm not good enough to achieve my dreams. And stop turning a bad moment or a bad day into a bad week, a bad month, or a bad year. Mm, I love that. I love that. We really need to, I guess like you're saying, do the things that make us feel good and just keep doing more of that and the rest will work out. Like it, it is a business, so you still want to be doing the business things, yep. but follow your heart for, for the messaging of how you get your offers or your service or your product out there and the how of what your product, service um, or offer actually is. Decide yeah. that based on what makes you feel good. If you're following someone who does um, online or in-person workshops as their business model and that scares the crap out of you and you really hate the idea of it, don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It's if everybody good. hops on the thread train, tra train and you don't like it, like don't do it. You don't have to be yeah. anywhere you don't want to be. It all works mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as long as you keep going. Yeah, don't stop. Don't stop. And the thing is as well, like life is a really long time, right? So why stop after only three months, after only six months? We really have got to do ourselves the like the honor of following through and of staying committed because the alternative is going back to what you were doing before or staying where you are right now for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but back when I used to have that radio hat on and then when I used to have that entrepreneur company, you know, coaching hat on, and then when I did sales and marketing for the startup, in all three of those places, I did not want to be there forever. Yeah. No, I remember what my one job, I would leave early and pretend I had a meeting and I'd go home and I'd lay on the floor, just like flat on the floor going, I have nothing else to give. I hate this oh job so much. <laughs> Yeah. I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to go back. Nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody wants you to don't. go back. No. Absolutely. This, this is, awesome. is so valuable. <laughs> this is a great conversation. This was, I love impromptu conversations. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I love this. And I really hope that, you know, whoever you are out there listening, this has given you some inspiration and a little kick up your butt to get out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah. And stop making excuses or telling yourself the stories that it's too hard or I don't know how to do it or, or it's not working or mm -hmm. whatever that is. Like keep your, keep, keep yourself in your lane. You mm -hmm. figure it out. Like as Marie Forleo says, you know, everything's figure outable. Everything I have learned through Google, 
I have found a way to learn. I can build anybody's website now. I, I, I'm not a web designer, but I had to do it myself and I had to Me figure too. it out. Now I can build Me anybody's too. website. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <from> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hear you. I, I remember the first time I tried to build myself a website in 2017, I cried staring at Squarespace being like, how do you work this thing? And it was, I was just crying and crying and crying. I shut my laptop. The next day I sat down and I was like, Janelle, you are not leaving until you've made yourself a website. Five hours later, I had a website. Yeah. Thank you, Google and patience. And yep. being hard, like not, not being hard on yourself, but like, Janelle, you can do it. But yep. Come on, let's go. Yeah, exactly. You can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I, I'm really grateful. I love this conversation. And um, yeah, I really hope that it, it brings a lot of value to those listening at home. I think it will. I think so. So where can everybody follow you? Yes. So Instagram is my jam, as I said. John L. Hosking, um, Katadina, we'll put it in the description below because spelling my name from me just saying it, especially with my Kiwi accent, might be a bit weird and the spelling <laughs> is different. So John L. Hosking, but you can check the link in the description below for how to spell it. My website is also just that, JanelleHosking.com. Um, and those are the, the two main places you can find me, Instagram and my website. And of course, my podcast, yes. Get Confident with Janelle Hosking. We are going to have another uh, podcast meetup and you're going to come on my podcast in a few weeks time. So watch yeah, out for that one as well. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. <laughs> yes. Awesome. How I to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I'll put all your details in the description as well. So they can click on it easily and find you and definitely listen to a podcast. I was listening to it yesterday as I was uh, <laughs> cleaning my house. Um, so much wisdom. I was going back to all your older ones too. Like you have Love. so many topics that, yeah so fantastic thank you thank you so much I love that yeah yeah well thank you so much and y'all thanks for listening in and we'll see y'all next time bye hi lovely thank you so much for listening to the fearless female entrepreneur podcast you might have been listening along and thinking I'm ready I'm ready to become the woman who has all she desires I'm ready to finally live my dream life and business well listen in if you're tired of sitting on the sidelines watching everyone else succeed, wondering when you'll make your dreams happen, if you want to step into unwavering confidence and show up in your life and business with a renewed energy and unstoppable mindset, if you want to stop second guessing or letting doubts and fears stop you, if you are ready to feel purposeful and fulfilled and abundant and joyful in all areas of your life, then Breakthrough is perfect for you. Breakthrough is my signature coaching program and we work together one-on-one -on -one to guide you to release the shoulds and finally call the shots in your life and business. This is where you make powerful transformative shifts in your mindset, beliefs, perspectives, and actions so that you're leading yourself to live life and create a business your way. This program is designed to help you find what's holding you back, completely reframe your beliefs so you lead with empowering thoughts, deeply connect to what you desire and who you will be when you get there, and have you leading your thoughts, beliefs, and actions every single day so that they truly align to what you desire to be experiencing in your life. So if you're interested in learning more, visit www.start.katerinacormas.com forward slash breakthrough info 
or send me an email at katarina at truejoyexperience.com and let's jump in.